If my first business is likely to fail, what's the point of starting it? Why does rapid growth often cause companies to go under? And is it better to focus on just one business and see it grow before starting another? Or should one try to build more than one business at a time? All right, thanks for tuning in to this week's episode of Questions That Entrepreneurs Ask. My name is Dylan Gallagher, and uh, I take questions from Quora that are either asked directly to me, or I find them in my feed, and I find them interesting and appropriate. And so uh, what I've not mentioned before is that I actually see these questions just before I record the podcast. And so what that means is you're hearing me wrestle through the answers as I find the question. And I don't think a lot about this um, uh, beforehand, so it's kind of on the fly, and I do that intentionally because that's usually the way to get the most honest answer out of someone is their first answer, and that's why I do it this way. Although what's interesting is I do I do think about uh, some of these answers uh, after the podcast, and maybe one day, uh, maybe one day I'll do a series on like questions entrepreneurs ask that I've answered that I've now rethought or something, <laughs> something like that. Anyway, let's get started. My first, the first question up here is, if my first business is likely to fail, what's the point of starting it? I find this question, uh, I find this question uh, hilarious um, because there's probably some truth in it somewhere that uh, most, uh, most entrepreneurs that have done anything are, are certainly destined to fail at least once. Very rarely can you, can you hit it out of the park and not fail at least once. And it's important to know that failure doesn't necessarily mean a bankrupt business. So in this, in this question, I don't know if that's what someone's trying to say is, um, look, like, uh, I don't, you know, what, if my business is going to go bankrupt, then what's the point of even starting it in the first place? And so I'm not sure that uh, that failure has to mean bankruptcy. Failure can mean, you know, simply a lot of things. Uh, in my experience, the arc of a business, certainly a new business, is someone in their mid-20s to late-20s starts a business. It goes very well for them because usually the business is started at an opportune time in the marketplace. So it makes running a business pretty simple to do when everyone's doing well. And then usually something happens. There's something in the market that changes or there's a, an external force that, uh, that forces the entrepreneur to retrench and in some and in some cases actually uh, rebuild and so the arc is you know you do well and then you come down the other side and then either you decide you just don't you can't do it anymore and so you do go bankrupt or you or you close your doors um or you decide okay this is i'm at the bottom and this is my moment where now i'm going to take everything i've learned and all the resources that i have access to including uh, whatever team i might have left whatever network i might have whatever relationships I have, whatever customers I have, and I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to do this again. But this time, this time, I'm going to do it well. And then that arc seems to go pretty good, but then we're human beings, right? Entrepreneurs are human beings, and human beings are, are um, at least from my perspective, you, you know, we sort of learn uh, as we go. There's, there's never uh, one way to a destination. There are oftentimes several ways to a destination, and because we're human, we can get overconfident, 
We can, uh, as they say, believe, uh, you know, we can drink our own Kool-Aid uh, um, and think that we've got everything figured out. And because we failed once, it's never going to happen again. But then, you know, failure will will come again, because if you're running a business and you intend on running a business, uh, you're going to you're going to be forced as your company grows to do things or to learn things or to problem solve through things that you just have no experience with. And you're not always going to get it right. So what's the point of starting it, though, I think is kind of the question. And I think that answer is a little bit different for everybody. I think fundamentally that entrepreneurs and businesses are a major catalyst in uh, our economy, certainly, in in a capitalist-type democracy, that entrepreneurs are, I think, some of the most important people. Uh, They're an entrepreneur, by definition, I think, is able to take... Uh, people and resources see an opportunity in the marketplace and then fill that that opportunity with the people and the resources that they see. And so sometimes that can mean bringing a new idea to the marketplace. Sometimes it can mean just simply iterating on an idea in the marketplace. Or sometimes it can just mean bringing a product or service to the marketplace, but doing it in a way that provides uh, customers with a better experience um, that they're currently not getting somewhere else. And of course, Richard Branson and the Virgin group of companies are notorious for that. In fact, their whole brand uh, is built around looking for opportunities in the consumer marketplace that are where consumers are being underserved Um, and, you know, health clubs or mobile phones or whatever the service might be. And then they look to take their brand, their creativeness, their creativity and bring customers uh, a better deal. So the point of starting it is that it would be a shame if, if you had a business idea and you didn't run with it, because first of all, it's a great experience, hands down, running a business or working for someone who's trying to run a business or start a business is just a tremendous uh, amount of fun. It's meaningful work, which means you're not just a little cog in a big machine somewhere. You are a big cog in a little machine, and every day is dynamic. But if you're right, and you get, you get, you get it right, then your business can really make a meaningful contribution to your to your community, to your city, to the to the economy in general. And I think that's worth it because I think that entrepreneurs and small to medium-sized businesses that are run by entrepreneurs often bring um, just a different, a different aspect uh, to the marketplace that big companies just simply aren't wired to do. It's more personal, it's more engaging, it's more interactive, and, and it's quite a bit more fun. And let's not forget that if you're successful, the rewards can be really great as well. I mean, it's it's a risk. There's no question about it. Leaving security and stability and all that sort of thing to to go and take on a, a, a venture that becomes an adventure, and uh, and it but it it can produce a, not only a meaningful life that's very full and very rich, but it can also provide the rewards, uh, not just monetary, but monetary is one of them that can that goes along with taking on those risks and working through your personal challenges. Um, to get to a destination that's meaningful. So if your first business is likely to fail, what's the point of starting it? I would suggest that is exactly the reason you would start it. Because if it's going to fail, you're going to learn lots of things. It means that you're stepping up to the plate to try and do something that no one else, not as many people are prepared to do. And in being that brave uh, just on its own is worth it. But secondly, if it turns out that you decide to be that brave, you, you decide to face the failures, persevere through them, you could end up with something that's very meaningful on the other side. So, yeah, that's what I think about that. What's the point of starting it? I think that is the point of starting it. The point of starting it is to challenge yourself and, and go pursue a really rich life that has so many uh, ancillary benefits that it would be a shame if you wanted to do it and you didn't do it because you were 
concerned about failing. Okay, let's get on to the next question here. Why does rapid growth often cause companies to go under? Hmm. Well, there's sort of lots of reasons, but some of the ones that kind of jump out uh, in my mind are, are fall under two categories. One is the entrepreneur's shortcomings, and the second is capital. And I think capital is probably a byproduct of, of the entrepreneur's shortcomings. But rapid growth is funny because what happens is you don't appreciate, if you've never run a business before, or if you've never been a part of a business that is growing, you just don't know what you don't know. Uh, growth that happens quickly, uh, that's hard to digest, uh, can give you a lot of false positives. So for example, a rapidly growing company has a lot of customers, the phone's ringing off the hook, everything seems great, there appears to be money in the bank account, and so you read all of these signs as the entrepreneur and you go, man, things are great. And you never really stop uh, to take a look around to see if you are in fact profitable, is the business actually generating value, is your balance sheet strong? Because there's no reason to. Uh, there's nothing uh, prompting you or promoting um, the thinking of, hey, maybe you should take a look at your business, make sure it's okay. Uh, you don't really have a need to value it, uh, to understand whether there is real value there, because you're just going. And rapid growth is putting wheels on the bus as the bus is driving down the road. And so most companies will go under because the entrepreneur just simply doesn't know what they don't know. And so the growth seems like a good thing at the time, but then as soon as as soon as you peak and you come down the other side because now your cash flow is, you, you know, you've overspent, your margins were never there in the first place, uh, your cash flow has dried up, now the bank's calling your loan. When that moment of reality kicks in and you're post-morteming what happened, or rather doing a post-mortem on what happened, then you realize, oh, wow, how did we not see the signs? How did we not see that customer satisfaction wasn't there or employee satisfaction wasn't there or we really didn't have a very good culture that was going to help us grow? We depended too much on the entrepreneur and the entrepreneur wasn't building um, a team that could support growth and we didn't have a strategy that supported growth from a capital perspective because growing requires capital and we didn't realize that you know, our margin was, we were never going to be able to grow just on our margin. We were going to have to borrow to do it. But then if we borrowed to do it, did, did we think of how we're actually going to pay this back? And did we, did we hit those goals? Did we miss those goals? So rapid growth uh, will cause a company to go under because the entrepreneur and the folks around the entrepreneur usually most times just don't know what they don't know. And they misread the signs that are actually uh, beacons warning the entrepreneur that they need to take a look at something. So for example, if the phones are ringing off the hook and you find like you're hiring people just way too quickly, that's usually a sign to say, not, not to say, wow, things are going really great, but a sign to go, whoa, wait a minute. If I step back from all of this for a minute and I don't drink my own Kool-Aid, is this working? Are we making money? Are we building value? And those, those are mathematical questions that can be answered and have real answers to them. And so if you just think, oh, the answer is yes, because we've got money in the bank and people are happy and, you know, life is just, we're, you know, we're just so busy and everything's amazing. Um, oftentimes below that is, you know, no, let me say it a different way. No business, very few businesses can grow off of their profit. Meaning, you know, if you sell a widget for $1,000 and with every sale you put $300 in the bank, uh, it can be very, very difficult to grow off of that because a growing business will simply outstrip its available cash. You're going to need to hire people ahead of having 
the sales or the profit. You're going to have to purchase inventory ahead of having the cash in the bank. You're going to have to invest in maybe computers or some infrastructure ahead of having the money in the bank. So then the question becomes, if you're really growing, how are you going to fund it? And if you're funding it through debt or a line of credit, then you have to say to yourself, how are we going to pay this back? If you're going to go to the marketplace and try and find some investors, then you have to be able to say, okay, for them to get a reasonable rate of, of return on their money, as well as me, the guy who started this thing, then how did, what does that look like? And, and is this actually working? So a lot of what I've just shared is like theoretical and most entrepreneurs listening to this that have grown and crashed and they're, and they're just, you know, they're, they've, you know, since recovered and they now have a healthy business, uh, they're going, they're not in their head and they're, you know who you are. You're going, yep, no, that makes a ton of sense. If you're an entrepreneur right now that has not crashed and burned and your business hasn't needed to correct and you're just in, in, in straight hockey stick growth mode, I'm telling you right now is probably the best time to start figuring out what your business actually looks like. And the questions you want to have answered are, are we actually making money? Question number one. And question number two is, is our balance sheet, is our balance sheet proving to us that we are building a valuable company? Are the assets and the equity we have greater than the liabilities or are the liabilities greater than the assets and the equity? Because then we're backwards. And that those are two quick things that you can look at uh, to begin understanding or to begin interpreting this growth that you might find your company in right now. So rapid. why does rapid growth often cause companies to go under? Because the entrepreneur and the team around the entrepreneur usually don't know what they don't know. And those are the things that end up causing the company to crash. And if not crash, then definitely correct. And if not correct, then either plateau or start coming down um, in terms of revenue and, and profit. And then there's some correction that needs to happen. All right. And tripping right along, let's get to the last question that entrepreneurs ask, which is, is it better to focus on just one business and see it grow before starting another, or should one try to build more than one business at a time? So I will answer with the classic answer that I give for a question like this, and not necessarily just for entrepreneurs, but even someone who's employed inside of an organization or working for an entrepreneur where you are a big cog in a little machine and you've got lots of responsibility and, and every day is a little bit dynamic because that's the fun part of working in a business. Uh, the answer is if you're doing 10 things at 10%, you're not getting a 100% result, you are getting a 10% result. So if you want to go ahead and start another business, let's say you have two businesses, the most you will be able to do with both of them is invest 100% of your time to get a 50% uh, result because you can't put 100% of your time in two places. Uh, if you've got two places to put 100% of your time, that means each of them are only getting 50% of your time, which means they're only getting 50% of you, which means you're only getting a 50% return. And then to get a little bit more nerdy just for a minute, if you had two things going at the same time and each of those things, you were doing five different things uh, inside of them, then the truth is you're doing you know, 10% uh, in one business and 10% in the other business because you've just spread yourself uh, so thin. And so my belief is that it's better to focus on the thing that you are best at. And when you're starting a business or running a business, the thing you have to be best at is leading your team. If you are incapable of leading your team, then what that means is you're going to constantly be doing the work. And if you spread yourself too thin and your focus is diverted into another business or into other ventures, you are simply, you just simply don't have enough horsepower to deliver on all of those things. At some point, you have to figure out leverage. You have to have a strong management team in place that is actually running the business and growing it 
without your input. Once you see that happening, then of course, you know, like any entrepreneur that that would like to leverage their skill sets and, and their relationships and 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 ultimately their money, you want to go and start other businesses. But if you are responsible for running an aspect of the business, then you cannot focus on another business until until you're no longer required. If you're required from a from a board perspective, from a from an oversight perspective, but you do not carry any responsibility daily within the organization, uh, then go ahead, fill your boots, focus on as many businesses as you want. Same math applies. If you look to do ten businesses at ten percent, you're only going to get a ten percent result. But um, if you are responsible for any aspect of running a business, then to the extent that you diversify and try to do some other things, you're only hurting the primary thing that you that you started with. And so. I do not believe it's a good idea to focus on more than one business if you're required inside of that business. So to be clear, if people need you, if your team needs you, if there are questions that only you can answer or maybe the domain knowledge that you have for the product or service that your business offers, uh, that you're the best person to know all that um, and you're going you're gonna to look to not be available for your team and the people that you are responsible for leading to, to a goal, then you're not going to want to split that focus. You're going to want to double down and start training other people, helping them to be smarter than you so that you're not required. But until that happens... Got to focus. You want a 100% result, you got to focus 100% on the thing that you are responsible for. So hopefully that makes a little bit of sense. Uh, this, was a, this was another great episode. I love answering these questions. But more than that, I love the comments and the feedback and the notes that I seem to be getting. Again, I've been doing this podcast for a little while. Um, I've been creating content for quite some time, but it only seems that recently I seem to be getting um, some more feedback, and 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 that's wonderful because that means that people are listening and hopefully getting some value out of this. And in some small way, maybe I'm plant, I'm able to plant some seeds of thought or put a stone in someone's shoe, and it's able to help them get over um, maybe a problem or a situation that they weren't really sure how to, how to deal with. So I appreciate you tuning in. Please make sure to, to rate this or share it or get it in front of someone else that could benefit from listening to these answers. And I hope that you will tune into the next episode.